Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Hushmore Black Forum. Hey, it's August thirty first. Here y'all, we we <clears throat> just about to get rid of this year. August thirty first, twenty thirteen. Y'all, welcome to the Hushmore Black Forum. We uh just so excited about uh, being out here with you all this evening. My friends, my Facebook friends, what up? Yeah, I you know a lot of things going on here this uh, Labor Day weekend. We we normally is you know we 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 uh, come to you from the ATL here. It's about what, seven o'clock, seven o'clock every uh, Saturday, seven to nine on uh, Blog Talk Radio, y'all. Yeah, we come out on Blog Talk. Uh, great, great media. Got a call in number here to the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. Free call in, y'all. If y'all got something to do uh, on your mind, want to holler at the Hushmo. We, I am Hushmo, your host. Where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. We. We advocate, y'all, on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent for justice, social justice, you know. Uh, not because we don't love everybody. Now, let's get that straight. We love everybody, no doubt. Uh, no haters allowed. On the door. Got a saying, y'all. <laughs> no haters allowed. Uh, we uh, we advocate for social justice. Uh, uh, yeah, and Lord knows. We need all the advocacy we can get in our community. <clears throat> uh, got my new book. Got my new book into uh, my publisher, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's getting ready to drop. We got a tentative uh, release date, uh, October 12th. What's that, 10? 10, 12. I'm going to put that down here now. We got a tentative uh, uh, release date of October 12th. It may be... A few days before then, but that's our uh, target date, October twelfth. Say it's Veterans Day. Is that Veterans Day? Eh, no, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, we're excited about that. We're so excited. I don't know how many authors uh, we got out there, but if you write and uh, finally finish, I mean, I've been working on this thing for five years, really. Yeah, I've been in my mind. You know, you don't. Me, as a writer, I'm not, you know, just a day-to-day writer every day. I'm writing some piece. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a, you know, a novelist or any of that stuff. I mostly am a storyteller, telling the story of my uh, history, you know, uh, my family's history. Uh, It's what I uh, write about. You know, obviously I'm... If you write a book, you're an author. 
I, yeah. But, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> you uh, when you finish, uh, it's like a big release uh, off your uh, chest there. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, now I got to get out and market it a little bit, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I got to get out and sell the thing. Yeah, it took me five years to write it. So racism and hate in American reality is the title of it. Yeah, by Jimmy C. Cameron. That's my pen name, y'all. Yeah, Yeah, we got to have a pen name. Jimmy, uh, racism and hate in American reality by Jimmy C. Cameron is the title of it. And uh, we uh, are so excited about it. We think it's a... uh, We think it's a great, great... uh, uh, <clears throat> piece of work, you know. We, uh, you know, we might be biased. <laughs> we might, we might be biased now, but uh, we, we think it's a great, great piece of work uh, for uh, to uh, join in the conversation. I mean, yeah, we we got all kind of crazy stuff going on in the country here, and. Uh, we uh as a minority here in this country we we've got to uh we've got to uh, make our uh voices heard yeah we got to be a, a part of the conversation we're going to be uh, uh what the conversation is about <laughs> obviously we we want to uh, uh be a part of that uh, conversation and this uh uh, uh provocative new book <laughs> This provocative new book, uh, uh, Racism and Hate and American Reality, um, try to, uh, you know, uh, uh, get us in the conversation. Get us in the conversation is what uh, my intent uh, uh, is in in this undertaking. Yeah, to get us in. uh, it's, It's a modern up-to-date look at uh, race relations here in the country based pretty much on uh, Dr. Gunnar Murdahl's study that he'd done uh, back in the late 30s, between 1938 and 1944. He finished in 1944. Carnegie Institute Institute, uh, commissioned him to come over is a social scientist from Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, uh, Carnegie uh, Corporation, Andrew Carne- uh, Carnegie, his outfit, uh, commissioned him to do this study, a great, great study uh, dealing with uh, race relations. And the Negro, uh, uh, the title of it was, as a matter of fact, An American Dilemma, an American dilemma, uh, the Negro problem in modern modern democracy is what he titled that study. Now, this was a six-year study. I mean, involving some of uh, the uh, leading social scientists uh, here in this country uh, from, I mean, the likes of W.E.B. Du Bois uh, uh, to... Countless uh, other uh, uh, 
noted uh, historian, black historian from Dr. Uh, Benjamin E. Mays from at Morehouse. He got Howard University, Falcon. You know, he got a lot of, uh, he had access to a lot of resources putting this study together, dealing with uh, the Negro problem in modern democracy here in this country uh, at that time. At that time. And my, uh, in my in my uh, work here uh, is pretty much a, a, a updated uh, a look on it or take on it, uh, uh, trying to uh, add, add add to it from my perspective. From I'm a descendant of slaves here in Georgia. Oh, that's what that, <laughs> y'all don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, the hushbo. Now, I, I'm a descendant of slaves from Red Hand, Georgia, who, you know, my family history, uh, go back to some 200 years. Oh, yeah, my family history go back before Georgia was a state, <laughs> before this place was a state. If you, if you go by statehood as, uh, making away from, uh, uh, England after that, uh, 1776. Yeah. We, we're indigenous. The Hushmo is indigenous to this country, yeah. Oh, no, not to North America, not to the continent. I'm talking about the country of the United States of America. We're going to say it was created in 1887, 1787, 1787 when the Constitution was written. We're going to use that date. We can use 1776 if you want to use that as a birthday. We'll use that and say, yeah, we was here then. <laughs> We was here then, right here in the state uh, of Georgia. Yeah, my family goes back like that, yeah. <laughs> A lot of black folks do. Slaves, oh yeah, we were slaves then. When it, when it all started. <laughs> we were slaves. But anyway, we yeah, we uh, we tell a story about my family's history and my history. You know, it's interesting history. You know, everything they, you know, uh, it's, you know, uh, we, uh, uh, what should I say? We are a, uh, we certainly are a, different people in a lot of ways than two of the people that were uh, brought here 250 years ago or 300 years ago, whatever, whatever. We'll say 250 years ago. We, we certainly are as a race of people, as, you know, uh, Americans of African descent. We, we certainly uh, are different uh, today than uh, we were uh, when we, uh, uh, brought out of uh, the motherland uh, in chain, in chain. So, but uh, so when we write about our history, we start, we start. I start my history at my great great granddaddy Dan, Daniel Cameron, a slave. Eight, born in 1820, y'all, right down here in True County, Georgia. 
I go back to my great great granddaddy Dan and uh talk to him about it. <laughs> I talk to I talk to my great great granddad about it. Uh about uh what was going on uh in his life in <laughs> times. So I I <laughs> y'all don't know. <laughs> but uh yeah, so my book it, it's uh uh my little two cents then to uh um uh the conversation here. A little uh um uh, take into uh, uh uh the book uh starts out like a, a the provocative uh, new book Racism and Hate in American Reality by Jimmy C. Cameron. It is a must read uh to gain a better understanding of racism and the moral implications and magnitude of the damage that it uh has uh, caused and is still causing to the victims of it, to the harbors of it, and to the society uh in which it breeds. Yeah. Everybody's hurt by this thing. The victims, the people that harbors, the people that the uh, harbors of it, and the society where it's, where it breeds at. Yeah. The author, who was born in 1945, uh, yours truly, in the segregated Georgia, shares his knowledge and insight on its impact on my family over. Uh, their uh, entire 229 years of uh, history uh, here in the state of Georgia. So when I write, I write about my family's history, and you can't write about, and, and this is a trick, y'all. Hey, this is a trick right here. You can't, American Americans cannot write about <laughs> their history <laughs> without talking, writing about uh, racism. <laughs> it can't be done. There's no way you can do it. <laughs> if you write about, well, not me. Uh, my, not those that, uh, I'll clarify that. I will clarify it and say that. Not those that uh, uh, trace their history back to uh, slavery. Got here in this country. They can't write, they can't write about their family history and without writing about uh, racism. Uh, hey. If they can't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> my contention is, but I know I can't. Yeah, the journey that my uh, family traveled on. Yeah. And I write about that. Yeah. So society is a, a, uh, affected by is, uh, uh, as the, the uh, victims and the uh, uh, harbingers of it. Yeah. Society itself is brought down by uh, the uh, this uh Man-induced uh, self-fulfilling prophecy of racism. That's how I, uh, is. <laughs> y'all, yeah, that's what racism is. This, <laughs> this man-induced self-fulfilling prophecy of racism uh, uh, is uh, the proper. <laughs> it's the proper uh, definition of it, no doubt. Yeah, and those who harbor. Uh, Racist tendencies are racist. <laughs> yeah. They are racist. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That's a simple uh Yeah. 
Yeah, and in the eye of a racist, uh, uh, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy is uh, uh, complete only. Uh, well, there's no more inhumanity <clears throat> to inflict on uh, uh, anybody. Not pretty much. Yeah. That's an eye of a racist now. Yeah. The man that do self-fulfilling prophecy of racism. And the eye of that racist, uh, to complete that uh, prophecy <laughs> of racism that he induced <laughs> in the first place, that lie. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's not complete. Uh, it's not complete. <laughs> Until there's no more inhumanities to inflict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on his victim, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Much like the old axiom that suggests perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, <laughs> but when there is nothing left to take away. And surely, in 1860, after 250 years of slavery, my folks uh, had very little else uh, uh, to be taken away. Uh, no, they had taken everything away from those people. They had to almost fulfill that uh, uh, prophecy of inferiority. Oh, they thought they had. At least they thought they had. Yeah, you had five million uh, illiterates of Isaiah. Because of the uh, uh, insidious uh, 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 deculturalization scheme that uh, had uh, the Africans that uh, slaves had uh, undergone in uh, the 250 years uh, leading up to the Civil War, you know. yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> but man, uh, spirit, man, spirit uh, that God-given. Christ spirit uh, within me uh, and my people uh, you can't uh, uh, you can't uh, uh, you can't kill it you can't kill it you can't distort it uh, you can't uh, uh, somehow suppress it uh uh, so, uh, <clears throat> whatever their intent <clears throat> was <clears throat> to create this inferior person or human that they uh, prophesied about in the, uh, the self-fulfilling prophecy of racism, whatever they uh, prophesied about uh, initially that uh, the African was inferior, uh could not uh, could not come to fruition, e- even though after 250 years, uh, 95% illiteracy rate, uh, you can't, there's no way to, uh, not another human, claim to be superior to God's uh, uh, creation, period. <laughs> they... Uh, uh, so that 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 they they it's the, the last uh, uh, started crumbling here after you know 
five or six years after that Civil War was over, people were starting to be educated. <laughs> oh, racism was still in vogue now, no doubt. But as far as uh, that uh, that lie about the inferiority, that was starting to uh, show wrinkles. Heck, by 1875 years after that Civil War, my great-great-granddaddy Dan could at least recognize his name on the 1870 census. He may not. Oh, yeah, he recognized it. Yeah. Hey, by 18, uh, uh, another uh, 10 years, uh, about uh, uh, 6% of the blacks was uh, reading at a sixth grade level. Oh, yeah. So, you, you know, the... Uh, that prophecy of racism was starting to uh, uh, crumble uh, down. You know, you know, after 250 years, and uh, I don't know. It's it's amazing when you go back and look at it and just do the his uh, study on this stuff here. I, I went back and read hundreds of documents and essays and books and uh, looked at all the great speeches and the uh, different movements that transpired. It, it's amazing how uh, uh, where we're at today in in terms of just dealing with. Uh, race and just like, because you know like we're a minority there's 41 million uh, Americans back from the city in the country though. I mean we make up some 12 13% of the population that's I mean, you know but but uh, we're separate and unique <laughs> we're separate and unique still today than any other than any other minority within our society here in America. After 250, after 300 years, after 400 years here in the country, we are still separate and unique in this society right today. I don't care how many other uh, minorities come through here. The African the Americans of African descent are separate and unique within uh, the society, unlike any other minority. Unlike any other minority, I'm not going to get grouped in with. I, I write about we we can't afford to be grouped in with all these other minorities. I oh no, I, I told you I love everybody. I'm, I love everybody. I'm just talking in general uh, uh, terms here about America's African in the biggest scheme of American society. We uh, are separate and unique. First of all, the ones that trace their history through slavery here in this country are indigenous to this country. 
They're not immigrants. We're not. I'm not an immigrant. I was here before Georgia was a state. I was here before the Constitution was in place. Uh, so uh, that's the first thing we got to get straight. Stop talking about uh, uh, you being an immigrant. Yeah, we're drug over slaves, uh, but uh, we're not immigrants to uh, this country. Hey, you got to define that now. We ain't talking about the uh, 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 continent of North America. I, obviously, everybody, <laughs> but the natives uh, are uh, some some kind of uh, invaders. Those people came over here uh, <laughs> was invaders in my mind, but you know, be, I don't know. We ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, we Americans of African descent, for the most part, uh, those that trace their history uh, back to slavery here in this country, are uh, for the most part indigenous to the United States of America. Uh, that country put together uh, by uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Constitution here uh, in eighteen in seventeen eighty seven. That's what I say. And that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, y'all, welcome to the show. I'm rambling on. I, I, I just got straight into it tonight, y'all. I'm kind of di- uh, diving into my book a little bit. I'm not going to get too heavy into it. It's into my publisher, but we... He's got to clean it up a little bit, but not. I got an October twelfth uh, release date, so we we are excited. We're gonna to get too heavy into it though. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talk about yeah. Uh, uh, the effect that. Uh, Racism, racism and hate in American reality. It is about uh, race relations. We take a look at uh, Dr. Garner Murdoch's uh, epic uh, a study uh, titled uh, An American Dilemma, The Negro Problem in Modern Democracy that uh, was that he did back in the 40s, some 70 years after the Civil War. He was uh, the powers that be, some of them, one of them, who was interested in the study was the Carnegie uh, Corporation, who uh, at that time was a big, big, well, you know, the Carnegie Foundation now. But uh, Andrew Carnegie, one of the richest industrialists that uh, we've had in this country, was interested in the Bill Negro problem. I mean, he was he was a, a philanthropist, gave a lot of money to a lot of black colleges and stuff like that. And, uh, anyway, he was interested in the study to see what kind of effect that uh, these uh, the Africans of uh, the Americans of Africa descent uh, was having on the, our society here in the 1944. And he, he did this study. It's unbelievable. I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> everybody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Out there, uh, my Facebook friends, go check it out. My book. <laughs> now, check this story. Uh, this uh, got a Murdoch study, uh, study out because you'll be able to uh, appreciate my uh, update on it uh, uh, at the same time. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, uh, y'all got me the hush mode here. We, uh, wow, it's about 27 minutes after hush mode. Wake up, boy. What you doing? You got to break it sometime. <laughs> you got to break sometime. <laughs> wow. We don't, we don't, what, say what? <laughs> As peanut gallery back there talking. No. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick break right here, though. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, though, y'all. We'll be right back. we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to get it back into my book on some more. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Tackle back forward. Hey, it's August 31st, y'all, 2013. A lot of stuff going on here. we got the U.S. Open going, uh, uh, just started. Uh, Serena's still kicking. Uh, got a heck of a match coming up tomorrow with uh, Serena Williams and uh, Sloan Stevens. The young upcoming brash Miss Sloan Stevens. That's going to be a heck of a match. <laughs> oh, yeah, she beat Serena down at uh, the Australian Open back in January. She beat her in the fourth round. So they, they hook her up again tomorrow. Serena, man, she got to watch this young girl. This young girl's tough. <laughs> She's tough. But, uh, she going to have a hands full with Serena. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. The way Serena's hitting that ball right now. She gonna have, it's going to be a good match, though. Sloan, 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 Sloan's time is coming. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think she's gonna be Serena tomorrow. I don't, I don't think she's gonna be Serena at the U.S. Open tomorrow because Serena's been waiting for this this match for damn near a year. <laughs> so she gonna be uh, Serena gonna be uh, out for blood. Yeah, I hope it don't get ugly, but Serena gonna be out for blood. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, I, I've been following Serena since she since she jumped out there. She <laughs> she gonna be out for blood right now. Uh, this, this thing could get this thing could get ugly, but there's gonna should be a great match because now Sloan Steve Sloan that young lady ain't no joke. <laughs> she ain't no joke, yeah. Yeah, she ain't no joke. She beat Cheryl Pope. <laughs> Down there in Cincinnati, made Cheryl Poe retire. <laughs> Some, yeah, she ain't no joke. So we we we, we gonna see. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, football season's here. Got a couple of big games, college games tonight. We 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 ain't into it like we used to be. We got we follow the Falcons. Yeah, we got some tickets to the Falcons, but uh, we that season don't jump off until next week. We'll uh. uh Get into that then, but to be trying to push the Braves on through the Braves is kicking. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm a big Braves fan. We we 14 games out though. We we can't let up though. No, we <laughs> we we can't let up. <laughs> uh-uh. No, when you get them down. You got to keep going. <laughs> Yeah. Hey y'all. What else going on out there? Got a call in one eight eight eight. That's three eight, y'all. Five eight eight three eight one four. We we don't take many calls on the high school black form. We will from time to time. We're talking about mainly my book, <laughs> my new uh book coming out. It's in to the publisher, y'all. Racism and hate in American reality. Just uh uh uh, uh, it deal with uh, the subject matter, racism and hate, but uh, yeah, as it uh, pertains to uh, my family's history, my history here in in Georgia, in the country, yeah, we just uh, I, you know share uh, my knowledge and insight into it, and my, you know the research and impact that uh, it had on uh, my family over uh, you know the two hundred plus years that uh, they've been here, in the, we've been here uh, in the country. Uh, as Americans, 
Oh, yeah, we're Americans. I'm as American as, uh, as apple pie. <laughs> I'm an as American as apple pie, y'all. Hey. Yes, you know me. I'm an American as apple pie. No doubt. Got the bell scars uh, to prove it. Oh, yeah, I'm a disabled veteran, too. <laughs> you, y'all don't know. Yeah, I'm a disabled veteran. I was, I'm, a ex, I'm a Marine still. Once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm just, well, in fact, I'm retired from the Marine Corps, you yeah. Oh, yeah. Simplify. I'm retired from the Marine Corps. Great outfit. I, <laughs> no, just threw me, threw me off right there, yeah. Talking about the Marine Corps. <clears throat> Talking about the Marine Corps, and I, I, it's that period in my life is uh, is like no other. Yeah, but yeah, it's like no other. I mean, really, I, yeah. But uh, we we ran into a, a picture of a Marine. Uh, and uh, uh, from back in Vietnam, there, uh, Marine from uh, G Company, Second Battalion, Fourth Marine. Uh, taken on July 16th uh, on Operation Hastings over there, uh, Queen uh, Tribe Valley. This Marine uh, is full of battle gear. Um, I ran into this picture. I, you know, I. That was my company. Yeah, G Company, Second Battalion, Fourth Marines, Third Marine Division. That was my company. That picture. <clears throat> the funny thing about the picture now, and this is my book, y'all. Y'all get my book. It's in both my books, The Waterboard, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. That was my first book. It's in that. I tell the story of my Vietnam uh, experience and uh, described uh, Mental Epiphany uh, while I was there. And uh, one of the things, uh, this picture of this marine in this valley, in this river, On July 16th, 1966, uh, in a spot, in a spot uh, that I was in that day, Lance Corporal Jimmy C. Cameron, United States Marine Corps, I was in that very same spot that this uh, gentleman in this picture uh, was in. Now, this has been a long time ago, y'all. 1966, uh, due to math, 47 years ago. I was wounded and spent uh, a year in the hospital from that day. But I, so I, I've been through a lot of, uh, not, a, not a lot of trauma or, you know, but just a lot of a year, years over the time after. 
excuse me, y'all. The, the husband got hay fever too, y'all. <laughs> it's something you know. We I live in Georgia. I don't know. It's been a lot of years, but that picture of this marine in in this battle. Oh, we was in a battle. <laughs> this is Operation Hastings, y'all. This thing just get uh, uh, getting kicked off here. This was the very beginning of this great battle uh, of Operation Hastings over there, y'all. This is just the very beginning of it, it's like the second day of it. This particular Marine G Company, uh, 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines, uh, this image of this, uh, I I can't. It's America. I can't, uh, for the life of me, determine exactly who that individual is in that picture. For the life of me, I cannot determine who that Marine is in that picture. I was in that exact spot uh, some 47 years ago that day, that morning. I, I don't know what time of day the picture was taken. I know that if it was taken before 1030, it could have been me. It could have been me. Now, I... <laughs> Now, I, I can blow the picture up, but it's fuzzy. And I can't tell who that picture is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it would be me, but I know I was there. I got to know who this person is. There's no doubt. I got to know this person. I'll put it like that. I've got to know this person. If this is a picture of a person from G Company, 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines, on July 16th, 1966, I have got to know him. And that company then, as best I can recollect, there was five black persons at the most, five Americans of African descent in that company of G. Two of them was in my second platoon. One of them died in my arms in me. I account for two of them. A uh, 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 friend that died in my arms was in my fire team. He was black. One of the two that died in my arms that day, by the way, the white guy died in his arms. He died in my arms. So, yeah, I, yeah. But anyway, I account for two of those black persons in that company. You see, the, you see where I'm going here. <laughs> yeah, I knew every black in that company because it wasn't about four of us or five at the most at one time. I knew all of them. I was in that company about by that time. I'd been in that company almost ten months. I do, and and PLC Dawson, by the way, the one that died, the young black uh, uh, guy that died in my arms. He was the last one to come into the company almost, and he came in the, uh, that previous March. You know, so so. This picture, you see where uh, you see where uh, uh, my, where I'm going here, y'all. I led 
uh, I was on point uh, a part of that morning <laughs> when I got wounded. I was on the point. I was leading. My fire team was leading that whole uh, 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 G Company, a uh, second uh, battalion, four Marines down that uh, uh, river there, y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In Quang Tribe Valley, right on the DMZ, y'all. Quang Tribe uh, Providence. We cut, we got caught up in a, oh, uh, that proverbial, uh, that biblical uh, valley of the shadow of death is what we ran into. <laughs> but I, but I uh, uh, in uh, uh, in real time, in real life, you know, <laughs> I got caught up in it. But, uh, yeah, so this picture here on the Internet, I just ran into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to determine who it is. Or I, I got it in my book. I got it in my book. Uh, uh, yeah, because I, I always write about uh, my Vietnam experience because it, uh, because of this little epiphany that I had. For the most part, I, I almost have to tell that story every time I write. I try to tell about uh, getting wounded and calling on uh, God for help <laughs> in my darkest hour. <laughs> uh when I got shot, the first words out of my mouth was, God help me. And uh, sure enough, uh, he uh, uh, carried me out of there. So I you know, I, I always tell that story. A lot of things happen there. I, you know, read the book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, just a... Uh, An eventful, an eventful time uh, in my life. Uh, so I, I don't know where that picture came from. Now I, I put, a, I had another picture of that same operation uh, in that same river. Uh, H Company it was a body of Marines from H Company, which was on the other side of the river, but they were always kind of behind G Company. Even though we were on uh, uh, either sides of the river, for the most part, uh, the Song Nang uh, River is the name of it. It was just a little uh, a river running between really the uh, two uh, North Vietnamese, uh, no, uh, North and South Vietnam, but on the, the military uh, zone. It's right south of there. That river's kind of paralleling uh, in a, uh, I don't know, southeasterly direction there. The, that uh, that DMZ. And uh, our job was that day to uh, Operation Hastings, started July 15th, uh, 1966. Uh, our job was the 2nd Battalion, 4 Marines. We uh, was, they dropped us in about helicopter on the 15th. We were going, uh, I don't know, maybe five, six, maybe a, maybe 600 uh, troops on our side between G Company and H Company and the supporting uh, uh, units. We did have some South Vietnamese uh, units with us. Uh, altogether, Operation Hastings there included about twelve thousand Marines in in in, in support groups, uh, uh, and it wound up the battle wound up uh, about twelve thousand on our side and about twelve thousand on North Vietnam side. So you know you can imagine this was a pretty big battle, y'all. This was a pretty big battle. Let me tell you, it was the biggest one. Uh, up to that point in the entire war. Now, you know, it's 66, uh, July of 66, you know, the war been going on for a year. 
year or so. So it's early on into that Vietnam thing that lasted damn near 10 years or more. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, this was the biggest battle. The first time the Marines went up uh, near the DMZ to impede the uh, uh, southern uh, the flow of uh, the North Vietnamese through that DMZ. Oh, hell, they've been, been there since 1954. They never left. <laughs> They've been camped out in that DMZ since the French thought they had ran them out of there. They ran the French out of there, and uh, they stayed uh, in that DMZ in some form or fashion. And uh, but but yeah, Operation Hasten. Now we're gonna we got the uh, the fourth Marines, the second and third battalion of the fourth Marines. Out the second battalion and the third battalion was participating in uh, this thing. I think. Uh, the first battalion of the fourth marine, I think they had left back at uh, the headquarters to uh, uh, provide security around that thing, and then uh, they had us out there. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna, they're gonna drop us about two or three miles apart uh, uh, in that uh, Queen Tribe Valley there uh, to kind of uh, put the. Uh, uh, we think we got some intelligence that uh, the enemy is going to be somewhere in between us. And we're going to uh, kind of uh, 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 squash them out as we uh, move toward uh, com- company, uh, the 3rd Battalion, uh, 4th Marines. They, they, like I said, they downriver. Uh, uh, they got the captain's name, Captain Mojoleski, I believe his name was, that uh, was running that uh, a K Company of 3rd uh, Mar- uh, Marine Division, who we were on our way to uh, meet up with. Uh, <laughs> We were on our way to meet up with uh, uh, the 3rd uh, Battalion down there and uh, on the 16th of July. It was the second day, by the way, into this thing here. We got uh, caught up in this ambush about 1030 uh, on that morning. So that's where I know that if the picture was taken after 1030 that morning, it couldn't be me. That's not the dead guy. It's not Norman. Well, Norman, I got a picture of him, by the way. That's another story. But I do got a picture of Norman in full combat. I, I, you know, that's not him on that picture. I can recognize the picture to know that it's not him. So the other two or three blacks that it possibly could be, one of them has to be me. <laughs> uh, uh, if the picture was taken before 1030 or thereabouts. Now I remember a lot of things that went on that morning. One of the uh, figures in the uh, picture of this marine is another marine in the back uh, of of him with a radio pack on on his back. So he was a radio man. Now that radio man could be anywhere in the formation, depending on where the lieutenant is at, because he's got to stay. Pretty close to that lieutenant. I knew he got to be that lieutenant got to be able to put his hands on him almost at any minute. Uh, so I remember from that day the radio man. I've come in contact with him off and on quite a bit because he's moving up and down, and I knew him uh, too. So uh, where if I'm if that radio man is behind me. That could only mean one thing. I've got to be the last person in my fire team. And PFC uh, Norman Dawson, the black guy in my fire team, and PFC John Carey, the white guy, is in front of me. 
there in front of me somewhere. Normally, I would be, uh, uh, I would have another fire team member somewhere behind me, but I only had, I was operating one short. Normally, a fire team includes four Marines, the fire team leader and three other uh, 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 supporting uh, Marines. You fill those uh, fire teams up as, you know, people come in uh, from the uh, states. And, and I was waiting on one. I was due to get another uh, 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 incoming uh, uh, fourth uh, Marine there, but uh, got involved in this operation, and I got you know, shot up and stuff. And my two Marines uh, that was in my fire team got killed. <laughs> got killed that morning. Yeah. My whole fire team was wiped out. Seven out of uh, the 12-member squad was wiped out. Uh, out of the bell. Oh, yeah. There were seven injured, uh, including two dead. Uh, the two that uh, of my fire team members died in my arms. Huh? Oh, yeah. I, so, I, uh, I tell about it in my story. But, but even, you know, my story uh, cannot be told. My story cannot be told without talking about racism. There's no way to do it. There's no way to do it. Uh, So it's not out of uh, hate or anything. You have the title of it. Racism and hate, because I really thought I hated people at that one time. I outgrew it, uh, got rid of it for good that day, July 16th, 1966, when I ran into uh, the man upstairs in the dead of battle, y'all, in my darkest hour. I, uh, I ran into him, and uh, I let me know right there that uh, color was nothing. When uh, ain't no, hey, <laughs> uh, in this place we going after this place, <laughs> uh, ain't no color. A much better place, though. A much much better place. Hey y'all, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. We rambling on. It's about uh, wow. Four minutes to eight, yeah. How time flies when you're having fun, yeah. We just rambling on here, yeah. We don't, uh, we ain't talking about nothing but my my new book. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Peter, Peter Garrison, uh, Uh, we got to that time. I watched it. I watched the uh, game and everything else. He got him. He threw him out that time. Though. Perfect though. Perfect though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hey y'all. I don't want off on a tangent here, y'all. Hey, I'm gonna take another quick break, y'all. We'll be right back. Talk a little more about my book. 
racism and hate in American reality. Uh, by Jimmy C. Cameron is the author. Oh, yeah. We are uh, trying to provide food for thought for those who uh, who need a better understanding of racism. That's all. We, we just uh, <clears throat> try to provide some perspective from uh, a... Uh, of people who uh, uh, was victimized by it, really. Yeah. So we 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 uh, share our uh, perspective. Nothing more. I mean. Yeah. So it should be good read, uh, fun reading for everybody. It's not uh, any kind of hateful book or anything like that. It's uh, uh, pretty much just uh, take a look at uh, our history. I take a look at look at our history. Yeah, does nothing more than that. I mean, I don't write fiction, uh, creative uh, nonfiction maybe, but not <laughs> creative stuff. But but nonfiction. Yeah, we, we we don't we don't we don't deal with the fiction stuff. Yeah, everything we uh, everything that we uh, write uh, to the best of our. Uh, uh, Ability and uh, you know uh, uh, as best we uh, can uh, uh, collaborate is true. Yeah, what we write is truth. We don't write no fiction. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited about it to get it to the president, get it off our chest because, you know, uh, we've been, the hardest thing for me uh, is to close out uh, a piece of work because I'm, I'm always writing about, uh, well, I write about history, man, and, and history changes every day. So the more and more you go, <laughs> the more and more material you think you have uh, for your uh, for your work. Yeah, so so it's crazy. It's hard to uh, for me to close it out, so I was relieved. But I got this new uh, coordinator up at uh, my office, uh, 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 and uh, she was really helpful in uh, prodding me uh, along to get this thing finished over about the last two months. Oh, it took up <laughs> it took her a while too. But I, you know, I was draft, I was winding down. You know that uh, my book is so apropos to uh, uh, the conversation of the day. What's going on with uh, the race relations? You know, obviously, uh, the president, being American of African descent, is the lighted rod that uh, brought that thing. The vestiges of uh, uh, the, uh, racism out uh, out of the closet. Yeah, because yeah, because of our. Uh, the African American president, yeah, that brought the vestiges of the old pin up uh, <coughs> racism uh, out front and uh, placed it right uh, into uh, the public conscious, yeah. They put it right out front in the public conscious here. That's why we're talking about it. That's why I'm writing about it uh, because of uh, the reaction to. By the uh, uh, public, uh, the reaction to this 
a president. That that's part of my motivation for writing uh, my story. Yeah, it's a reaction to uh, uh, the uh, reaction to. Uh, uh, what transpired when uh, this American democracy took that office? Huh? Yeah, and we uh, just, we got the conversation.
Look, y'all hang in there. You got me to hush them up. I sure hope I had this thing on here. I've been rambling all this time for nothing. And we'll be right back, y'all. Hang in there. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
trying to keep up with uh, <clears throat> what's going on. There, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news, y'all. We got some serious things going on here with uh, this uh, conflict in Syria. Uh, one thing the president did came out today <laughs> and told the Congress that uh, if they want to uh, have uh, some say so in it, uh, uh, <laughs> you come on back and vote on this thing. And he put this thing right back on the Congress, y'all. Yeah. He put that thing back. He said he's ready to authorize military action, but the Congress been talking all this smack about uh, they want uh, input. He said, well, y'all, come on back in the vote on this thing here. Uh, uh, and now you're talking about some crazy stuff. <clears throat> that is going to be a real, real uh, a comedy up there in that Congress. Uh, that do-nothing Congress that we have. This is going to really be a real crazy, crazy uh, Dunnybrook Brook. <laughs> uh, Come next week when they come back. Hey, remember they ain't even coming back. They don't even think it's important enough. John Boehner, he's the one that got to call them back. He don't even think it's important enough to call his people back in there and vote on this thing. And the president of the United States says that uh, he believes that uh, uh, we should be taking military action against military uh, against Syria now. So uh, when they come back, we're gonna see. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, it's going to be crazy because remember this thing, this thing, uh, it falls down. It's not a, a bipartisan thing. This is the first debate since this man been in office. That's going to be a serious uh, debate, y'all. They can't get around it. He got a pinned into an argument now that they can't avoid uh, a serious uh, debate about it. Yeah, how we go forward here because really. Anytime that president acquiesces on any kind of authority, he's giving up executive power to the uh, congressional branch. That's how government works. That president stepped back. He's the first president since uh, probably, I don't know, probably the first president ever. <laughs> well, at least it's, uh, uh, we've shot something at somebody since Reagan. Uh, Reagan didn't uh, 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 go to the Congress to shoot no missiles. Yet he shot missiles. Showed it, uh, so that. Uh, Bill Clinton, so did George Bush, so did every other president we've had, except this one. Now, uh, what happens every time you uh, step outside of, uh, well, uh, the so-called War Powers Act, uh, uh, and uh, uh, where the president go in there and can uh, just about start war uh, by himself for 60 days without the consent of the Congress, anytime you uh, uh, ever... Uh, 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 advocate, advocate, what is it, advocate? <laughs> Anytime you uh, relinquish that uh, authority, you uh, are giving up power from the executive branch, and uh, he's including the Congress. He's talking about the Congress. He's sharing power. But one thing it did, it called shut a bunch of no fucking, oh, did anybody hit the button? It, it's going it's to it's shut a lot of those uh Congressional members up, yeah, no doubt. It's gonna shut a lot of them up. They don't want this vote. They want the president to go out there on his own and start bombing people, so they could uh, uh, blame all this mess on him. <laughs> and and I tell anybody, I'll tell anybody that road to Damascus is a slippery, slippery, 
slope. Uh, just look at, hey, even in the Bible, you know, there's a lot of things that has transpired on that road uh, to Damascus. So I'm, I'm just so glad <laughs> that the president uh, saw fit to uh, uh, let the Congress join in on this thing here. <laughs> this is uh, this is almost unbelievable, uh, a stroke of genius <laughs> on the president's part in my mind. Yeah, because yeah, don't 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 get out there by yourself on that slippery road. Not to uh, Damascus. That's a slippery road, y'all. Didn't Paul get come up? <laughs> y'all know anything about? <laughs> yeah, y'all know anything about the Bible? Anybody? That's a slippery slope. I'm glad the president uh, could uh, see the danger and decide not to jump into it on his own. <laughs> hey, you better have some help. <laughs> you better have some help on that slippery slope. Oh, yeah. We're going to let the Congress get involved here. Oh, yeah, Mike Demons. He might lose a little authority there in the executive branch, but in the long run, it's going to be a lot better for everybody concerned, I believe. Yeah, let them do nothing. Uh, jokers up there in Congress. Let them put their brand on this. we got an election coming up in 2014. Let them uh, see which way they want to take the country going forward. This ain't just about uh, Siri. This thing ain't gonna have implications, says y'all. Once, uh, once uh, that Congress come back and start uh, debating on whether or not the president can uh, uh, take action, uh, that's gonna have implications for future presidents, y'all. That ain't just about this president. No, no, that's gonna set up. That's setting a precedent here. That's taken away from uh, executive power. This president is relinquishing some executive power. It's as simple as that, you know. Yeah, he's he's giving up some power. If he's uh he's sharing some uh, power with Congress, they're telling Congress to come back and get in on this, you know. I don't want to go down that road to Damascus by myself. <laughs> I don't want to travel that road. Uh, that Paul went down <laughs> by myself. <laughs> now, <laughs> who uh, want to go? Who want to go with me? I think it was a stroke of genius, yo. Oh, yeah, we're going to see how this thing play out. Cause that's a serious, serious situation over there. 100,000 people dead, 1,400 killed a couple of weeks ago with gas, nerve gas. Some kind of gas. Chemical weapons that's against international law. Weapons that are, if you believe your government, if you believe, <laughs> oh, well, a lot of people don't, but uh, say that it's true. I, I'm for one, I believe this to be true. 1,400 dead with nerve gas in the one, that, one attack. 100,000 civilian dead uh, from a civil war, from a two-year-old civil war. What are we to do? 
are we the world's policemen? If we are the uh, world's only superpower, that uh, certainly that does put uh, that places more uh, burden on our, our back. If we're the only world superpower, as we claim to be, uh, that surely places a heavier burden uh, in situations like this uh, on us. Now, the president, oh, it's the toughest job in the world, yeah. Oh, the president got the toughest job in the world by far. But what is he to do here? Well, he made his decision. His decision was that under all of the evidence in this uh, situation, the United States of America has to act militarily against uh, Syria here. We got to go in there and do something. We got to go in there and do a little something because this man's done broke international law. Uh, uh, international law against using uh, chemical weapons uh, against his own citizens. He done broke that a number of times from the, the intelligence report. What are we to do? What, is, what, is, what am I to do as president? I'm, I'm talking that. You know, I can't do nothing. <laughs> Uh, President Barack Obama here. Yeah, what what is he to do? Well, he done made his decision, but because of the uh, the democracy, as he framed it, that we live in, the oldest in the world, <coughs> he under the Constitution, he says that he gonna get input from the Congress on this one. This is too slippery to go in alone. This is too slippery a road to go down alone. <laughs> this is heavy, y'all. This is heavy. This point in our history is heavy. We're going to see in the next week or so when the Congress get around to the debate on this thing. Remember, when they get back in the office, then, when they get back on September 9th, uh, one of the first things on the agenda is going to be uh, Syria, y'all. <laughs> oh, no, we're talking about war here. We're talking about war. One of the first things on their agenda is going to be this debate on whether or not uh, uh, the Congress of this country is going to back our uh, a president or not. Uh, that's the first thing. Yeah, that's, nothing else matters. And it's going to be a serious debate, y'all. Maybe one of the first serious debates of this do-nothing Congress has uh, partaked in uh, since it's uh, been there, since it's five years in office. Yeah, it's going to be that serious, y'all. Oh, yeah, I'm not, hey, I'm, this this serious stuff. Y'all. This serious stuff, yeah. <laughs> we, uh... But I'm so glad. I'm just so glad that this man, <laughs> there ain't no dumb politician, y'all. This president is not a dumb politician, I'm here to tell you. He <laughs> saw full well that uh, he needed uh, the consent of the American people and their representatives on this one. He want to go in there with a full house. He want to go in the, uh, that road to Damascus. That's what it's about. That road to the masses is slippery, y'all. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. So we we it's gonna be some interesting times here, y'all. Hey, hey, you got me in the Hushmo out here on the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. Where our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, not a necessity. Sometimes we'll do it louder. You, you know, we don't like to. We don't like to do that. We don't like to do that. You know, uh, sometimes it requires. Uh, we're talking about been talking about my book. We got it all to the publisher this week. Oh yeah, I got a release date. October 12th, y'all. 10 12. 10 12, 13. Wow. 10 12, 13. That's my release date for my uh, new book. Just looking at that date. It's also my brother's birthday. My younger brother, brother who's no longer with us. I have to dedicate this book to him. This Drops, dropping on his birthday, it looked like. 10 12. Yeah. We're excited about it. We've been we've been talking about it the whole show. They can't get too deep into it. We don't want to let too much out before. <laughs> We're just uh, talking in generalities about uh, generalities about uh, about it. Well, you know, the subject matter is well, really, it's uh, it's uh, 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 dealing with uh, uh, the race relations in the country, really, as it pertains to uh, my family's history here. Some two hundred thirty years of it here in Georgia, uh, racism. Hey, yeah, that's uh, pretty much the subject matter of racism, and yeah, because we can't, uh, I can't uh, document or write about my family's history here over a two hundred year period. No way, without. Uh, Talking about racism, in fact, uh, just a conversation the other day with the lightning rod being this uh, president of African descent. The conversation today in the country is about race relations because of this president, period. So we we do nothing more or try to do nothing more than add content to uh, the conversation. That's <clears throat> what we're most interested in doing and shedding light on uh, how a racism has affected me and my family and, and my people. America's back in the sit here in this country. That, we ain't got to do with uh, uh, me hating nobody. I don't hate nobody. I still hate the institutional racism. That's what I'm writing about, the institutional racism. Uh, in the society, in the government itself, uh, and how uh, the effects that it had on me and uh, my family—that's what—that's what my writing's about. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing hateful about it. <coughs> hateful about it if you uh, somehow uh, suggested I can't write about my history. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna rebel against that all day. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know tell my history best I can, as truthfully as I can do. By the way, as truthfully as I, as factual as I can possibly be. <coughs> every single every single uh, 
sentence, a word in my book is true, to the best of my knowledge. You know, it's not, I don't write fiction. This is not a fiction. It's a, a story of racism uh, uh, in America. It's history's beginning. Uh, I go back, to, in my book, by the way, we go back to the beginning of it, where we, where we got a starting point, uh, back uh, uh, in 1452, when the Pope of the Catholic Church, uh, Pope Nicholas V at the time, issued this dumb diversa, this uh, papal uh, bull, as they called it, uh, the popes at the time, they issued all kind of verdicts and uh, ladies to the, their subjects to... Uh, Prescribing law within the Catholic Church, and one of them, you know, they had authority to do all kinds of stuff. One of them was this Dom Diversa allowed the King of Spain and Portugal to enslave the Western uh, West Africans. It had a lot to do with ushering in uh, the West African slave trade. This Dom Diversa, fourteen fifty two, everything. I, in my writing, I, I start right there, and uh, uh, suggest that that is the beginning. That is the very beginning beginning of uh, the racism that we know today here in this country. That's my starting point for it in my book. You know, you know, you could argue. People got their own opinions. That's mine. That's what my research shows. And that's my opinion about it. And, you know, it's just my book now. I, <laughs> y'all could find something else different. But I started right there and bring it forward. I bring it forward. And I pick it up with uh, with my family here in 1784. My great-great-granddaddy, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Cameron, mother, was born. Sarah was born here in Georgia, 1784, before the Constitution was put in place here. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been here a long time. And I write about that history through uh, the Revolutionary War, through... Uh, 200 years of slavery, through the Civil War, through Plessy, through Brown, through the Civil Rights, through Vietnam, through two World Wars, two depressions. I, you, know, I, you know, my my family's history covered all those monumental events in the country's history. Yeah, and I write about uh, uh, where they were at... Uh, any point in time, and how the attitudes of the country, where we were in the society, whether we was getting ahead or falling behind, or where where, where were we? Were we segregated out of it? Uh, yes, <laughs> and yes, and yes, to all those answers, questions, by the way. But uh, yeah, so we, we chronicle that and uh, talk about it. it uh, I think it should open some eyes. If any rational person a rational person could read uh, my story I'm a storyteller I can uh, read my story and uh, 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 well I want to say any any rational person could read my story and, and uh, empathize but uh, we, we empathizing is good but <laughs> We asked her for a reparation. Uh, it's, uh, the bottom line is where we need to go uh, uh, to <coughs> begin to uh, close that wealth gap that exists. 
that wealth gap that exists uh, in our uh, community with the uh, other community. We, we, you know, we, <coughs> this thing could have been done. It could have been done after that Civil War. It wasn't because of man's inability to uh, police his own uh, uh, immorality, really. When you you (laughs) balance all, when you get right down to it, it's because of man's inability (coughs) to to rid himself of his own uh, moral uh, uh, deficiencies. That's all it is, y'all. That's all. Uh, and it, hey, when the man upstairs get involved, something's something going to happen. Hey, no doubt, something's going to happen now. It's better. It's better that man clean up his own house. It is better that man clean up his own house. <laughs> and that's just a fact. That's just a fact. Hey, y'all. It's about, uh, wow, what time is it here? About 17 minutes till the hour of 9 o'clock? We almost got this thing licked, y'all. We don't know how. They still debate this thing, boy. This is going to be a big story here, y'all. This uh, serious thing. That's serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we gonna have to put the president in our prayers. This is a prayerful moment here in the country, y'all. Y'all don't know. <laughs> we, yeah, we gonna put the president in our prayers uh, today. Cause this thing, I ain't got no good feeling about it, but. Uh, he done turned this thing back over to the Congress, y'all. Yeah. Y'all want to say so in this thing. Let's debate it. Let's debate it and talk about it. See whether or not uh, we want to be the policemen of the world or what. <coughs> or let uh, 100,000 people die. But... <laughs> Ain't no easy answers in this thing. Ain't no easy answers. Uh, uh, I trust the president more than I do the Congress now, no doubt. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, the president already said he done made up his mind that uh, military action is required here. I don't know <coughs> whether it is or not. But I'm going I'm to trust the president on this more than that. Well, not trust the Congress, but Congress haven't voted yet, so I don't know what they're going to do. They might, they might come down behind. I don't know what's going to happen. But remember, anything this president do, the Republicans, some of the Republicans, some of the conservative neocons are as sworn to uh, go against it. Whatever the president is for, they have sworn to oppose it. So we that that's going to be the debate, by the way. That's the nothing. <laughs> that's the heart and soul of the debate whether or not these neocons will oppose this president out of sheer spite in this critical moment here. 
in this critical moment that the country uh, finds itself. This is going to be the real debate here. Make no mistake. We are... Hey, uh, we're going to take a, another quick pause for the calls. It's about uh, fifteen till nine. We'll come back up and ra- we'll come back and wrap this thing up afterwards. Y'all hanging there? You got me to hush, bro. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, seven p.m. to ten p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
do not, he do not and should not uh, travel that road to Damascus by himself. Bring along uh, the people. Bring along the people. Yeah, these Christians over here who've been railing against uh, the Islamics, <laughs> uh, bring them along uh, on that road to Damascus. That's what he said. Oh, it's going to be a fierce debate. <laughs> it's going to be a fierce debate here in Congress, huh? Coming up, I can't wait. I might need to, I might need to take the Hushmo Black form on the road. I need to. I might need to go to Washington, y'all. Report uh, the bring the Hushmo Black form. The night, the, you know, the Hushmo Black form might need to be in Washington during that debate. Oh, it's going to be historical, y'all, because already I told you the president uh, adjudicated uh, some uh, abdicated, abdicate, ab abdicate. I believe it's the word I'm looking for. He's abdicated some. Executive power here, but yes, he has. Oh yeah, uh-uh. I'm talking. I'm t- hey, y'all don't know. <laughs> Any anytime the president get the Congress in on anything like this, uh, he's giving up the power here, a percentage, a small amount of executive power has been given up of not just his presidency either. Until this is going to weigh on future presidents. Yeah. We're going to see where it leads. I just hope and pray that uh, somehow this thing all works out. I don't have a good feeling about it. I can tell you that. I swear I don't. I swear I don't have a good feeling about this uh, particular uh, conflict brewing here. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because, you know, it, anything the United States do is uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be... Uh, uh, it's going to be uh, out of late date because just remember now, this is a two-year-old civil war where some hundred plus thousand people have been killed. <laughs> so we, some hundred thousand people uh, has been killed, civilians. So, <laughs> yeah, this is a serious, uh, you never would have thought Syria, uh, well, serious. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. That whole region for 2,000 years has been in turmoil, you know. But to think that the government would kill well, 100,000 plus of its own citizens is mind-boggling. One, well, well, we had a civil war to kill 600,000, so stop it. It's not beyond the realm of possibility, that's for sure. Is not beyond that realm. Uh, but my goodness. So, yeah, we, we, we'll be entering into it on a late date no matter what we do. Somebody's going to have a problem with it. But, uh, yeah, the president has to work on his moral, uh, his moral hunches right now on this thing. He's got to do what he thinks is morally correct and uh, what's in the best interest of this country. He's the president. 
So he he uh, one of the things he did right already was take the thing to Congress. You know, let Congress deal with this. And I'm I'm so I'm so happy that uh, he chose that uh, course rather than going in there unilaterally by himself and uh, start shooting missiles. Now let the country uh, walk down that road with you, Mr. President. I applaud you on that decision. Hey, y'all, it's just about that time. It's just about that time, y'all. Another day, another dollar. Uh, I wish I was making a dollar a day. Who makes that kind of money? <laughs> uh, hey, y'all, look out for my new book, y'all. Racism and Hate, an American Reality by Jimmy C. Cameron. Uh, coming out this uh, fall, y'all. We got a drop date, October 12th, y'all. Follow me on my website, com. You can know. Uh, Follow the progress of that book. Uh, October 12th is a drop date. It might be out before that. We'll, we'll let you know. Hey, but until then, y'all, it's been my pleasure being out here with you all tonight, and y'all have a good holiday, uh, uh, Labor Day weekend, y'all. Until next week, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum. Advocating on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmore Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.